Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. A good morning. Welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. Hope you had a great weekend. It's Michael Gearin joining you for the next half an hour to talk about harness racing both in New South Wales and a bit of the big gun stuff from around Australasia. More success for New South Wales on the weekend. They took out the Cranbourne Cup with Mr Meister for Jason Grimson and Cameron Hart again. So the uber successful combination of 2022 get another feature on Saturday. Closer to home, if you're in New South Wales, we had racing coming out of Menangle on Saturday night. And a young man I haven't had the chance to speak to before in Seaton Grimer took out two races there, which is a Metro double. It's no small deal. And Seaton, let's get this out of the way nice and early as I welcome you to the show. Nice to be talking to you. How do we say your last name right so I don't keep making a mistake? Hey, Nick. Thanks for having me on. Um, it's Seaton Grimer. Um, there you go. Yeah. We, we were close enough. <laughs> now, Seaton, you drove a double at Menangle on Saturday night, so your career is heading in the right direction. Is that your first Saturday night double? Um, yeah, that, that's my first Saturday night double. Um, so, yeah, big feel to finally tick it off the list. Um, hope for many more. Okay, one of the horses you drove is loyalist for Joe Connolly. In fact, Joe... Uh, trained both your winners, but we'll talk about Loyalist first. He's pretty quick, Seaton. If you can save him for the right sort of run, he has great leg speed. Yeah, exactly. Just, just pure speed is his best asset. Um, he's probably not the strongest horse, um, but just his speed makes up for it. Um, on Saturday, the race was run to suit one of the back markers swooping. Um, but yeah, just with his speed, even if they go slow, that second or third quarter, he's just he's always got enough speed to go straight past them. Um, so yeah, not being the strongest, he's not a leader. Um, he, we, first two starts he did lead at Penrith um, around the smaller track um, and did get the job done. But just going to an angle around the bigger track, um, just every time we've led on him, he's always fought on good, but always got out sprinted. Um, but yeah, when you put him on a helmet, he's a complete different horse. He won a Group 3 on Saturday night, so congratulations on that along with your double. But he's quickly going to get up in the grades if he keeps this up. And that's going to make it difficult, isn't it? Because once they get close to anything like free-for-all company, um, settling back in the field and, and not being able to use them to their best advantage off the gate makes things tricky. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, he's form superb at the minute. Um, but he hasn't beat anything special. Um, he's only been racing in that up to 80 grade. Um, so when you get in the up to 95 grade, it's a different ball of fish. Um, but then, yeah, once you jump in the free-for-all grade, um, it's a lot harder again. Um, for example, Max Shard last week, 54 for 2,300, um, home in 26. Um, so, yeah, you, you've got to be on your A game to compete with them every week, um, but you've also got to have the horse underneath you. Um, so, yeah, we can... We can always say how good he's going, um, but yeah, he hasn't done anything to say that he can do that against free-for-allers. Um, I, I have no doubt he can compete with them, um, but for him to do what he's been doing in free-for-all grade, he will have to step up. 
Seaton, another winner for you, also trained by Joe Connolly, as mentioned, was Doubtless Bay in the first on the card. And he's always seemed to have a big motor as well. He's another one by Better's Delight. He seems to be a horse who either mentally or physically still has a bit of maturing to do. What sort of feel did he give you? Yeah, he's a lovely horse to have. Um, and he's a real good horse to drive too. He just, like you said, he probably does need to mature a little bit. Um, Sensible to drive, um, and I think he's better up on the front end, just rolling. Um, last Saturday, there was a bit of a headwind going down the back, so we did have to slow up a little bit. Um, and just around the turn, he does like to sort of drop the bit and wait for him. Um, but then as soon as he straightens up, as you said on last night, he, he lets them get within a neck, um, but then he just keeps finding, keeps digging, um, and makes sure he's first past the post. Seaton, we know that harness racing in New South Wales at the moment has been dominated by these young guns, and you're one of the people stepping into that. Tell us about yourself. Um, you're 19 years old. Um, who do you work for? What's your daily work schedule like when you're not in the race night, Sulky? Um, so, yeah, I, I've got my own cabinet-making business. Um, so I work, <coughs> I work for myself at home. Um, so, yeah, I'll get up in the morning. Do, do a few hours of that um, and then yeah probably from about lunchtime on it's all horses for me um, I'll do the hobblers or the fast work, the joggers and then sometimes duck off to the races um, so yeah it's pretty good I've, I've sort of got the ideal work life balance um, I sort of just run my own schedule I don't don't really have anyone to sort of answer to um, me and Joe we work together so I, I've got a few of the horses my place that I train, um, just under Joe's name. Um, but me and Joe, we sort of work together. Um, if I need advice on my horses, I go to Joe, um, vice versa. So, yeah, sort of me and Joe, we track work our horses together um, and we, we pretty much do everything identical. Um, so, yeah, I'm grateful for Joe. He's sort of given me the opportunity to sort of start training earlier on before I can get a licence, um, which is sort of ideal. It's given me a good base to sort of build up from there. Um, I've always wanted to be a trainer driver. Um, and Chris and Grimmer, um, Cam and Grimmer, it's a, they're setting a good example um, for us young ones who want to follow in their footsteps that, yeah, if you put your mind to it, you can, you can get the big ones. Well, Seaton, it's not often <clears throat> I'm completely stunned by an answer on the radio, but I had absolutely no idea. You're a cabinet maker, so talk me through that. Did you have to go through an apprenticeship to become a cabinet maker? When you say you work from home, do you design people's kitchens? Do you build cabinets at home? Like, how does all that work? Because that's a very unusual transition into an afternoon as a harness racing driver. Yeah, it is. when I do tell people, they, they are pretty much all stunned. Um, so yeah, I left school pretty early on, um, when I just turned 15, well, maybe a little bit before. Um, so yeah, done my apprenticeship, um, finished my trade, so I'm all qualified and then ha hated working for a boss. Um, I hated other people, or well, me making other people money. Um, so I thought I'll just risk it, uh, go out, work for myself, um, and yeah, just make money for myself. Um, and then yeah, things just got bigger and bigger um so yeah now I, like you said i design kitchens um and build them purely from home um so i can build a kitchen from start to finish at home 
um, deliver it, install it, and that's job done. Um, so it's pretty good. Look, once like I have had a lot of help along the way. Uh, Mum and dad letting me use their shed um, to build my business out of, um, and also letting me put a track in stables. Um, so yeah, I have I have had a good start, um, and yeah, now my aim is pay everyone back and make everyone proud. So, Seaton, am I right in saying you're only 19 years old? Ah, uh, yes, yeah. Well, I'm not, you can't see me, Seaton, because it's radio, but I'm actually clapping here. This is very impressive stuff, so well done to you, young man. It's, a, it's pretty impressive to own your own business. What about on the track? What about driving? Because you picked a tough time to come into driving. There's a lot of young stars in New South Wales. Who's your, your go-to man as a mentor or go-to woman, it could well be, these days? Who's the person who helps you with the driving, and what do you see the future being in the sulky for Seaton Grimmer? Um, yeah, sort of the junior driving ranks now are real strong, um, and they're just it's getting better and better each year. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of... I'm trying my best to keep my head down, keep working hard just to make it through. Uh, my mentor would, would probably be Joe. Um, everyone, as we all know, Joe isn't much of a driver. Um, he, he rarely drives nowadays. Um, but he, he's taught me everything I know. Um, and I, I'm, I'm driving doubles on a Saturday night. Um, so, yeah, in my opinion, he, has, he hasn't done too bad of a job. Um, he knows what he's talking about. And he, he's a top-line trainer as well. Um, so he knows how he likes his horses to be driven. Um, so yeah, as long as I drive them how he wants, they, they normally get the job done. All right, mate, when are you next jumping in the sulky? When's your next spin around? Um, I'll be in action again on Thursday, um, driving Bride and Earl. Um, he's probably, well, he's pretty much our only lower class horse. Uh, me and Joe, we sort of trimmed our team down uh, probably three weeks ago. Um, and purely just have Saturday night horses now. Um, Bright and Earl, Joe's one. That's one Joe owns himself. Um, so he's sort of only our he's he's our only Penrith horse. Um, so yeah, hopefully he can either pick up his game and start getting the job done. Um, or yeah, we might have to move him on as well. All right, Seaton. We never have the young trainers and drivers on without asking them this question. It may be a long way in the future. Maybe it won't be the way things are going in your career. But if you could win any harness race in the world, what's the race you'd like to win the most? Uh, I'd have to say either the Inter-Dominion. Um, and if I, if I can't do that, it would be the Miracle Mile. Um, but yeah, I'd say the Inter-Dominion. And it's, it, I can only dream. Um, but I hope it's not that far away because if, if Grimo can win too, um, or Jason Grimson can win two back to back. Yes, it's sort of yeah, making me look more forward to it. Well, season probably five years ago, you can only dream of owning your own business and driving a double at Menangle on the Saturday night, mate. So you're doing yourself proud. I'm sure all your friends and family are proud too. And thank you for coming on Sky Sport Radio to tell people more about your fascinating work-life balance, mate. Merry Christmas and go well over the next little bit. You too. Thanks for having me on, Nick. It's Seaton Grima. What a great story. Young man who owns his own business, 19 years old, um, owns his own cabinet-making business from home and builds people's kitchens and installs them.
One guy who's way too busy to do that, but I'm sure he's impressed because he's a smart man, is Andy Gath, Victorian trainer. I'm not sure if you caught too much of that, Andy, but there you go. That was a surprising interview with young Seaton Grimer, who drove a double on Saturday night. Yeah, and I only heard the back end of it, Michael, and uh, something about tools, which are probably a little bit beyond me. Yeah, fair, fair to say you should stick to doing what you're doing, Andy, which is training a stack of winners. Um, before we get to your very, very good young horse, uh, Catch a Wave, Majestioso, good on Saturday night. It was a consolation of sorts, winning the Cranbourne Trotters Cup after he was just grabbed the week before on the Inter-Dominion. And going back to that Inter-Dominion, Andy, 100 metres from the line, you must have thought you had it. Yeah, I sort of knew that one would keep coming, um, like any big race. Um, it's not over until you hit the finishing line. So, um, yeah, the winner was just too good on the night, just believe and deserved the win. But, um, yeah, it's nice to bounce back with another group one uh, this weekend with him. All right, a very good horse of yours returned on Thursday night for the heats of the Vic Bread series, and his name is Catch a Wave. He's a three-year-old, Andy, which means next year he may have a major target at Menangle. Have you thought already about the big slot race coming up in September because it's an awful lot of money Andy Yeah no it is and obviously um, that'll be the main target for him going forward, um, he's currently competing in the Vic Red series so um, after he sort of competes in that we'll probably move our focus to um, the Chariots of Fire because we'd, you know, we'd like to travel with him and race him at Benangle before we um, head to the Eureka so um, obviously um, race of that calibre with $2 million, you know, be the main race on our target. You raise a very good point there about Victorian horses having to go to Menangle first. Have you found, uh, from your experience, you don't travel horses to Menangle that often, that it takes them a run or two to get used to the different racing style? Yeah, definitely. It's obviously a completely different racing style to all the other states. Um, so, yeah, have the opportunity to, um, you know, race at Menangle beforehand and even to travel with the horse to sort of get some intel Going forward, um, yeah, it's, it's only going to help us and help everybody, the horse too, I think, going forward. Everybody was talking about Catch a Wave this time last year when he was outstanding, winning the two-year-old Vic Bread. Um, now Captain Ravishing has emerged, and so too as a three-time derby winner in Leap to Fame. Even school captain's a good horse. Do you think you've gone back in the pecking order, or is it a case of being out of mind, out of sight, and you're still confident you've got a horse who can can win these big series or win a Eureka? Yeah, it's probably a little bit of out of mind, out of sight too. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm happy to agree that we're probably, at the moment, we're probably the clearly the third seed. Um, Captain Ravish and Leap to Fame, they've sort of elevated themselves to a pretty high level. But, um, you know, I'm not scared to take them on and I'm confident that with the right run, um, you, you know, my bike's got the ability to match them as well. So um, it's going to be some great clashes going forward anyway when those horses are all made up. But... Um, yeah, my bike's still a, quite a relatively young horse, uh, hasn't had a lot of racing, and neither has Captain Ravishing and Leap to Fame. So um, even though my bike's going to improve, they're going to improve as well. And with all the two-year-olds coming through uh, the Turn 3 next season, they're going to be great com- competition as well. So it's going to be a pretty tough series. Um, obviously, um, you know, it's going to be one of the biggest races going forward, and it's going to be a great field. For those people who don't um, know what the TAB Eureka is, it's on the 2nd of September next year. It's the richest ever slot race for harness racing in the world. It's $2.2 million. It's for three and four-year-olds who are Australian bred. 
Andy, how does getting into a slot race work for you? We know how it works for the galloping people with the Everest. We know obviously it's very big money and very serious horses are involved. Have you had people ringing you and saying, would you like our slot? Are you interested in negotiating with us? Or is it too far out for Catch a Wave to be trying to catch a spot in the Eureka? Um, well, currently at the moment we are negotiating with one of the slot holders. Um, you know, we probably won't announce it to everything sort of T's and everything's crossed and that and all the contracts sort of drawn up. So, um, yeah, I was happy to get on the front foot and sort of get a slot holder early, knowing that I'm going to be in the race rather than chase one later. So, um, yeah, so um, we're pretty confident that we're going to have a slot going forward and, yeah, it'll probably be announced shortly who that is. So um, it sort of takes a lot of pressure off us as a, as a trainer, uh, knowing that you're already in it and you don't have to sort of uh, wait for someone to come along and, you know, pick you up. Andy, I presume, I've done a little bit with this with the slot race in New Zealand, most deals seem to hover around the 50-50 type mark. Is that a realistic starting point for conversations and eventually somebody wins and gets to 60-40 or I suppose even 70-30 is possible? But where do those yeah. conversations start? Yeah, it started at 50-50 and finished at 50-50. Um, you know, we're... Um, you know, we're comfortable with that. As we know, most of them have been that going forward. Um, you know, we're more than happy that someone was happy to take us on. So, um, yeah. And again, obviously, um, you know, disappointing though to catch a wave pass away recently. So, um, uh, the rest of the family have sort of put me in charge with negotiations. So, um, again, it's sort of, um, yeah, we're a pretty good slot holders easy to deal with so but again we, we just got to go through everything thoroughly and write up a contract and once that's all signed and you know be announced who we're going with all right andy it's a busy time coming up the vic bread series rolls on to new year's eve in victoria have you got a winner for us because andy it's an expensive time of year whether you're socializing or buying presents for people you love or even buying presents for people you don't love we could do with a winner so you're quite a good judge at this sort of stuff so can you please inspire us um yeah, I've got a few in tomorrow night. I'm just trying to think who they are. Um, yeah, former New Zealand trotting filly. Actually, she's all pacing bred horse called Rakura Blaze. She can do a few things wrong, but she's in tomorrow night at Geelong. Um, I think she'll be able to get, get the job done. And just a low-rated horse. having his first half for me horse called Surprise to me. I think he'll probably, uh, you know, good chance he'll be winning tomorrow as well. So, yeah, they're probably the best two going forward, I'd say. Andy, I need you to be honest about this question. When you sign a slot for Catch Away for the Eureka, I presume on the promotional material for whatever business this is, they'll be keener to use your wife Kate's picture than yours? I'd say so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that that yeah, tends to be the way, Andy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there'll be uh, any photos of me going forward. It'll mainly be Kate, I'd say. Yeah, that'll be how it rolls, Andy. Mate, um... <laughs> Well done with what's been a big year, 2022. Could be even bigger in 2023. Um, so close to winning that Inter-Dominion again with Majestioso, but we're looking forward to seeing Catch a Wave. Harry rolls through the fight into the Chariots of Fire and then, of course, for that Eureka. So thank you for joining us, mate. A Merry Christmas. No, thanks, Michael. It's Andy Gath, um, Catch a Wave. I know it's a long way away, but we're starting to think about the Eureka in September and all the possibilities that brings, $2.2 million. Everybody's thinking about it a little bit. Our next guest is Brad Hewitt, who also has to think about Goldburn today. But Brad, do you potentially have a Eureka horse? Do you have a horse you can dream about the Eureka with? Uh, probably not 
next year. Next little horse um, that won the British Challenge, Captain's Knock. I'm hoping, yeah, when he's a four-year-old, that yeah, he might be one to aim at it. Do you think, Brad, it's going to be too tough for the three-year-olds? Because obviously they are going to be eligible, but when the four-year-olds are kept in ravishing and leap to fame, it's incredibly difficult to take them on. Yeah, that's right, Nick. I think you'd have to be mad to be one of them to take on the likes of them sort of horses. It, yeah, if you did have a nice horse, it'd be a good way to ruin them, taking, taking on horses like that. You see, even in the um, uh, the race up in Brisbane, the Rising the Sun. The Rising Sun? Yeah, you, you see the three-year-olds there and late to fame, just at that stage of their career, they're not sort of really yeah, furnished and, and up to them hard and uh, they're sort of grand circuit horses, all the rest of them. So it's a bit of an ask for them, that's for sure. What have you done with Captain's Knock since winning the big race? Have you put him aside and, and is the earliest of our derbies, the New South Wales derby, on his agenda? Yeah, well, he, he went good in the British crown. Just um, yeah, a few little things went didn't go his way in the end, but um, he's actually due to come back and work yeah, this week, and yeah, that, that's the the main ta- or the first target. Just yeah, have a look at the New South Wales Derby if everything's going okay, and he's sort of going to have to be racing then anyway because he's got the Gold Crown Carnival straight after it, so he's going to have to be up and going by then anyway. All right, mate. We get to something a bit more subdued today. We're heading to Goulburn, so. Something a bit closer to home for you. Um, second race on the card. First race there goes at uh, 12.37. Second race is two minutes past one. You have a debutante. She's the reason. How does she go? Uh, yeah, she goes okay, Mick. She's um, yeah, sort of a, a big, rangy, gangly girl. Like this time in, in 12 months, I'd like to think she's going to be a hell of a lot better. But she's definitely got ability and yeah, it's just always a bit of an ass. First start, going around in the full field, so just hope she does everything right, and yeah, I'm sure she'll be finishing it off. In race four, another debutante, this one's a gelding by Pet Rocker, Rock and Rower, gets barrier three, um, 17.10, obviously if you have any gate speed and can jump on the front end, it'd be a big help, but another Hewitt, Sam, is going to be the big challenger here with Let's Turn It On. Yeah, same thing again. Mick, he's um, yeah, sort of still a bit green, and he's drawn in close there. So um, yeah, we will just see what everything's doing around us. But uh, Sam Sauce has sort of been around and been there and done it through some of them good British Challenge races. So I'm sure he's going to be hard to beat that horse. Mate, uh, later on on the card, you have a freelance drive in race seven on Flying Banula. Look, it probably finds itself in the right race. Just maybe a little bit of a tricky draw from five because there'll be a few inside you're looking to push forward. Yeah, I think there's a bit of gate speed inside us there, Mick. So I haven't talked to Simon, the trainer, but um, yeah, just have to try and find a spot and yeah, see if we can get a bit of luck late. But I've won a, been lucky enough to win a few on us, so yeah, hopefully can get another one today. All right, Brad, it's a, it's a busy time, a lot of racing coming up. There's a, obviously a major meeting at Bathurst next uh, Monday night on Boxing Day night. Have you got a horse for us to follow? Have you got a horse that you're going to line up somewhere? It can be today, that'd be nice, but it can be somewhere else too that you think we can get a win with because, as we mentioned to Andy Gath, Brad, it's a pretty expensive time of year. Yeah, no, that's it. Um, just, yeah, unfortunately, at the minute, just I've only got these couple that are going around today. Everything's all in the same boat as the other little fella are all just 
coming back in this week or they've just been in a few days. So, yeah, nothing's really close to the races at the minute. Well, Brad, the way you are training, we'll watch out for the ones today, but of course watch out for the ones after because you've had a great 2022. Uh, it must be exciting to have a, an, uh, sorry, a derby horse next year, a horse who can go to those big races and captain's knock and the sort of horse that you could plan a campaign with at the top level. That must be something to look forward to. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, we, we all want to try and train nice horses. It makes yeah, life easy when you can just yeah, map out the, the better races with them. You just got to hope everything goes right in between. But yeah, it's always exciting having horses like that in the stable. Well, mate, uh, well done on 2022 and, and, as I said, getting Group 1 success with him. And, mate, thanks for your help during the year. And Merry Christmas, mate. Get round safe today at Goulburn, and we'll uh, be talking to you in the future very shortly. Good on you, mate. All the best to you, too. That's Brad Hewitt. Um, there's two debutants going around at Goulburn today on the local track there. So the first race there um, is the Trotters race, 12.37. They've got nine on the card there. We head to Menangle tomorrow for the regular afternoon spin around. First they're at 1.22. And also Wagga tomorrow night. So they have a meeting starting at 6. So a nice uh, dovetail between Menangle and Wagga. Then we head to Bathurst on uh, Wednesday. And they have their major Shirley Turnbull Memorial meeting coming up on Boxing Day. So we'll be talking about that. There will be an On the Pace on Boxing Day next week. We're also going to talk to the boss of Harness Racing New South Wales, uh, John Darmazy, about year 2022 and what we can expect in 2023 when he will remarkably stand down as the boss of Harness Racing New South Wales. And I can barely remember a time that John wasn't an administrator in New South Wales. Maybe we'll ask him what his favourite horse was over all that time. But that's for next Monday. We'll be back with On The Pace. Here's our schedule. Wednesday and Thursday, 10.30. Brittany Graham will join you for those two sessions. Uh, I'll be on for winners on Friday morning. And we are going all the way through Christmas, New Year. If you want to know some harness racing stuff, we will have plenty for you here on Sky Sport Radio. Also, harness.org.au. Harness.org.au. And, of course, the tab has all the odds every day. If you're having a bit today, good luck. As I said, Brittany, back with more on the pace, 10.30 on Wednesday morning.